welcome back, everybody, to the You Heard It Here First podcast. I'm your host, Sammy DeYoung. And on today's episode, we have Brian and Aaron Bronzink zooming in to chat with me. But before we get to that, Pastor Josh, how's it going? It's going very well. How about you, Sammy? How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Are you? Your shirt says you're I'm happy. Saying I'm wearing my happy sweater today. Yeah, why are you wearing your happy sweater? It just felt like a day. It's kind of gloomy out, so I felt like this would help, and I have Kids Hope today. Oh, I wore my Kids Hope t-shirt. Oh, I didn't get my Kids Hope. Do I get one? You might get one. Do I have to earn it or something? <laughs> <laughs> I would take that up with the Kids Hope director. I'm going to text Stephanie. <laughs> I want a kid. To, there's like some new ones this year. It looks like. Are there? I think so. There's like a I black one that looks cool. She may have ordered some. I don't know. She was looking at all the ones in the old filing cabinet. So. Oh, there were some I hadn't seen before that I liked. So I want okay. one of those. Does Steph wanted listen to, say, to this? Wanted to say happy? No. I'm just saying kids hope. <laughs> That's fair. Um. So yeah, this has been kind of a week of recovery for you. Yeah. I took Monday off because it was a busy weekend for me. So if uh, people didn't know what this past weekend was, we had the youth fundraiser. Yes, it went very well. Were you happy with the results? I was very happy. I feel like we had quite a few people here. We had some to-go meals. I think some people... How many to-go five, meals were there? 16. Wow. Which last year, I guess there was like 40-something. But 16 is still a good number. 16. Yeah. So we had some people stop by and pick up their food to heat up and then watch the entertainment from home. So I hope they enjoyed those. Which the entertainment was great. Oh, good. Uh, sometimes, like from year to year, I either do more effort on like the centerpieces and the decorations or I do more effort on the entertainment. So this we was have entertainment. to talk about the centerpieces before we go any farther. Oh. <laughs> Tell us about these centerpieces. Um. They one of them started on fire. I thought there were two of them. <laughs> there was <laughs> two, but I guess there's two separate stories. So we're like setting up on Saturday, right? And I sent some youth group kids to do the centerpieces and like finalize that. <laughs> and the centerpieces were a wood slab with like a mason jar with fake flowers in it and a few candles. Like real can candles. Real candles were a little too close underneath some of the flowers, I guess. So, so these plastic flowers were burning? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they like, you know, went around on one half of the room and were lighting them and just like went, like moving on like sure. normal. And then one of them like turned around and there's like <laughs> a centerpiece up in flames. <laughs> and one of the kids came to like find me and they're like, we have a situation. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then I could already smell the Are fire. Yes. I was like walking back and I just stopped and was like, what is that? Wow. But they had gotten it out. Sydney did a great job. She got it out for us. But I thought, you know how on plastic flowers, you could just like pull one off if it's broken. Oh yeah. I thought I was like, just pull that one off that started on fire. But it was like, it had melted. It had melted, and there was, like, <laughs> melted plastic on the centerpiece and down the mason jar. It was not pretty. So maybe uh, wedding planning yes. and uh, setup is not in your future? No, no, I think it was fine. I just said scooch the candles out as far as you could. And we did have one other mini fire. It was next to your table. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Oh, see, I it heard wasn't about even, it. like, a big deal. No. My cousins and my aunt and uncle were at the table I, next I to you. I would blame them i don't 
don't think it was their fault. I think like one of the flowers must have just drooped sure. or something. And that one wasn't as big as the other one. They got it out pretty quick. So, so the entertainment to go back to the entertainment, oh, yeah. I had, I, I thought the listeners deserved a little bit of the fire story. Yes. It was pretty funny. There has, I mean, everything else was going so smoothly. Something had to go wrong, I guess. The food was delicious. <laughs> the entertainment was good. Good. Evan and Jason did a great job. I noticed you were not up there hosting. That's not, I mean, maybe someday I will, but Jason does a great job and he's willing to do it. And then it was Evan's turn to give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we built like that wall. So I was kind of in charge of like the stage crew, making sure they knew when to go up and come back down and moving all the moving behind the scenes parts. So I noticed on the Facebook uh, page that you, or pictures that you, it looked like you had done a 100% run through. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Oh, really? More we did than it once. Thursday night when we set up the tables and stuff, and then we ran through it, and then at like one and a half times on Saturday before because there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. As you probably noticed. Like, did you practice the jokes too? Jason practiced a couple of his jokes, <laughs> and he would just like. <laughs> it's funny just to watch him like laugh at his own jokes, and then a couple kids laugh. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Thursday night, I will say, I was less than thrilled with how it went, so I'm oh. glad that we. Practice. That was your first time, though. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like had to make a few adjustments, update sure. their like cards and stuff, and the kids are a little at the time. So well, I would say it was as seamless a night as it could be. It was just really fun. Good. I thought it went well as well. I wasn't really. I tend to be a little stressed out about mm. this, and I didn't feel stressed out at all during the day. It probably helped that you had more time. You know, in previous years, you've been part-time so you're sort of balancing your other jobs too yeah and this year you only had you could kind of set your other stuff or get ready for that so only the other thing i had was tennis last week oh yeah so i was still kind of busy but not too bad anyway that's how the fundraiser went thanks to everyone who came to support us yeah it's amazing yes very happy with how it turned out and you recently finished your three-week series that you did how did that go last night uh i think it went well um, there were just under 30 people last night. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, last night was a little more of the, like the practical side. Mm-hmm. How do we put this into practice? What principles do we use? Um, how do we look at how Jesus treated people to think through how do we yeah. respond in certain situations? And I think the difficulty is in a lot of situations, people want a definitive answer. They want a, this is how you should act. And so often we don't get that in mm-hmm. the Bible. Uh, Jesus doesn't lay out for his followers. This is how you act in every single situation. Mm-hmm. Usually he tells a story or uh, we true. watch him heal people, but sort of say these interesting things as part of that. And um, so, how, yeah, how, how do we work through that? And um, yeah, that was last night. And so we'll see where uh, where things go. Yeah. After this. Is there like a question and answer time at all? Or is it pretty much just like for people that want to watch it, mm-hmm. you can just email Monica to get the video, correct? Yep. If you haven't been able to uh, participate live or mm-hmm. gotten the links, you can email the office. Okay. Um, and have those sent out. I have an outline. Um, there was some question and answer last night. Had some engagement afterwards. Okay. Um. Talked a little bit last night about what Synod will be dealing with this summer. 
uh, leadership from our denomination mm. and some of the questions related to that. Mm-hmm. So not question and answer so much of uh, specific situations, but more how to think through things. Great. So tune into that if you want to learn more. Yeah. You can ask Monica. But also tune into the rest of the podcast. Yes. I'm talking with Brian and Aaron Bronzink in Lithuania. So we kind of covered Did, jo- did jo- Josiah and Ruben make a, an appearance? They had just gone to bed. Uh, when, but we talk about them quite a bit and Josiah's scooter. So can learn more about that. So stay tuned for the rest of this episode. Well, Aaron and Brian, welcome to the podcast. How are you both doing today? Doing well. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. You guys are coming live to us from, oh, Lithuania, correct? Yes. With yes. Seven Klaipeda. hours ahead. Which currently, is what? Klaipeda is the name of the town. Yeah. Okay. So we're currently six hours ahead. Okay. On Sunday, we will be seven hours ahead again. Nice. Yes. Nice. So it's evening there and it's just started our afternoon here. Yes. Right. Nice. Great. Well, to get started on our interview today, like I mentioned, they're kind of just like a get to know you time. So most people I think that are tuning into our podcast do know who both of you are because you were members at our church for quite some time. Did either of you spend your entire lives? Yeah, me. Okay, that's what I thought. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you've been a member of First Goatville your whole life. Brian, when did you become a member? So it's been six, six years, seven years. Okay. So I attended for about two years before I became a member and while we were dating, like we went to both churches for a period yeah. of time and then eventually yeah. just set one first. Mm-hmm. So, so nice. Great. Well, to give just a little bit of background for people that might not know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, your family, your work history, any fun hobbies you have, things like that. So, uh, before I moved here and became a full-time dad, I was basically in the transportation industry Worked as a truck driver in various different uh, capacities, industries, etc. Um, since my early twenties, I went to school originally to be a chef. I did work oh, cool. in a restaurant um, until my mid twenties or so. But then um, had an opportunity to take a job as a as a truck driver with a friend, uh, the company that he worked for, and I really enjoyed that. And that's basically what I've been doing ever since until we moved here. So. Nice. Yeah, so um, I've been an English teacher since I graduated from college, nice. um, and I've taught in various places. I've taught in China, Tunisia, um, a little bit throughout the Middle East. I've taught um, in Grand Rapids. I taught in uh, at Hope College. Uh, I also do some curriculum writing, and then now teaching here. So awesome. Yeah. Is it similar things that you're teaching from place to place that you go? Like most of the time it's like teaching English or is there any like variation in where you were? Um, so I would say like the umbrella is just teaching English, but okay. um, I've primarily focused on teaching writing. So I, okay. I've taught a lot of essay writing courses um, over the years. And that's actually what like my master's degree was mostly focused on. Okay. Um, but I, I also get to teach the fun classes like grammar and now I'm doing a curriculum development class, but really you name it in terms of an English speaking skill and I've taught it. Nice. Yep. Awesome. 
Um, and then a little bit about your family. So it's you two plus two more. How are the yeah. boys doing? The boys are doing well. Uh, Josiah is two and a half and he is, <laughs> he meets a lot of friends around here. So oh, he good. Help some students study Lithuanian <laughs> this evening Nice. while riding his bike. Um, Ruben is 10 months old. Um, so he is starting to get a little bit more mobile. So that's fun that he's yeah. moving around a lot, but, um, Josiah is very well known on campus. He has a scooter that he rides around and Cute. He, people have seen him. A lot. I bet. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Makes yeah. friends with some of the students around campus. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Definitely. That's so fun. Um, Outside of work while you're there, is there any like fun hobbies, anything different than what you would do here in Michigan? Like any, anything new you've picked up while you're there? Uh, so we don't have a car currently. So our transportation is basically limited to public transportation or walking. Uh -huh. um, there's a ride share, like a rent a car kind of, you can rent it by the yeah. minute, I think. Um, which we occasionally do if we want to go someplace that's beyond the scope of walking or public transportation. But yeah, um, really, we spend a lot of time here on campus, um, interacting with students, mm -hmm. having students over. Um, me and Josiah spend an, like in the winter time, we spend a lot of time up at the gymnasium. Nice. Um, we he could ride a scooter and he can run around, and it was getting yeah. more just inside the house. Yeah. Uh, but Brian and Josiah have also been really discovering the whole busing system around town oh, cool see <laughs> all the different routes because Josiah yeah. loves to ride the bus too yeah. nice um, so that's not something we did at home um we are not that far from the sea so we've oh, gone cool. out there a couple times like you can take the bus there and it's like 10 15 minutes away yeah, oh, so yeah we've done that um yeah and so like sometimes amber washes up on shore and so like people will look for that we have not found any yet but um so Hopefully i guess that's soon. Done in michigan yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool mm -hmm. really cool um we already kind of talked about how you got connected with first colorville you've always grown up going to our church um mm -hmm. and then brian became a member when you guys got married correct yeah he married into the church yeah okay perfect <laughs> <laughs> um so my first question i have for you for like some mission work um I'm currently planning our high school mission trip. We're going to Kentucky this summer. So I was wondering awesome. with either of you, if either of you have any like high school mission trip experiences that kind of like helped encourage you or show you that maybe you want to do missions or anything like that along those lines. Yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, we actually went to Kentucky. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that was more doing like construction work and yeah. you know painting and things like that yeah. which I mean my dad made sure that we knew how to do that uh, but that's yeah. not really my skill set like I really truly am an English teacher yeah um, but I liked being able to go with other people and be on that team and have like that common goal of like okay we are going to um, show Christ's love to other people mm -hmm. in this way by serving them even if yeah. it's um, out of our comfort zone and so I think yeah. that was pretty formative uh, that also inspired me to go to Kazakhstan. Uh, so world missions, they offered a summer mission trip. And so I felt more confident, like going on that, um, yeah. 
after doing the high school ones through church yeah. because I had positive experiences on the For high sure. school mission. So if any high schoolers are listening and you're thinking like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should... Um, maybe I should just stay and work for the summer, like go on the mission trip. There aren't that many opportunities to go during high school. So just take some time off of work, take some time away from sport and go. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So they really didn't do high school mission trips when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of a recent phenomenon. I did go on swim, um, which I don't even think that the denomination does anymore, but it was summer workshop admissions. Okay. And it was uh, a team. It was small team, basically. I went to uh, Crystal Lake, Illinois, actually, with a group of kids from South when I was a senior and there were some juniors. And that was was a lot of fun. Um, we did like VBS and we did some canvassing um, stuff inside the church, too. I think we did. I don't remember what else we did that's been a it's been a long time ago it's 30 plus years ago now but um and then i did some leading of youth mission trips when i was a youth leader at first byron which i was oh, cool. for a while um yeah. but really it was starting to date aaron that kind of opened my eyes to more towards the mission field um for coming back from china and then going back to china while we were dating um yeah it just it felt like something that and honestly, it was kind of inevitable for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Um, and I was definitely open to that, knowing her background, knowing her interest in uh, in serving others and the capacity that she had. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's really yeah, about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, kind of follow up question with that. So she was in China when you guys started dating, correct? No, I had come back from China. So okay. I was stateside for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you were at one point in China together while you were dating. And then did you go anywhere else while you were like first married? Yes. So he came out to visit me in China. And that's actually where we got engaged. We got engaged on the Great Wall of China. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. And then I actually went to Tunisia and the Middle East for a year after that. So our engagement was long distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then um, once we got married... So she went, we to, went to India. Yeah, we went to India okay. together. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to Iraq um, by herself. Uh, actually, when she was first pregnant with Josiah for a month. Um, yeah. And yeah, that. But I mean, it was always one of those things like her. A lot of her connections are in the mission field and a lot of mm-hmm. the missionaries are in the Grand Rapids area. And so you interact yeah. with them, you know, and so you oh, this person's here and this person's there and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, we knew people that were serving here and they would come home in the summer and we'd usually get together for dinner and they'd talk about, oh, you know, guys, you guys should come. Yeah. You really like it. You, you know, we could use people like you, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And eventually last fall, we really started praying hard about it and uh, decided to come in the spring of last year. And mm-hmm. now we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's kind of cool that you've been through like so many different phases of life and like so many different areas of the world. And now this next big move you're in and you have two kids now. So it's just kind of cool to see like the difference from when you started and now you're living in Lithuania with two kids. I just think that's kind of a transition. Yeah. Um, so Aaron, when would you say, or like, how would you say you felt called to missions? You mentioned that you went on some in high school, but 
the mission your work you're doing now is very different than those ones. So, yeah, um, I would say that it started pretty early. Um, I remember feeling like around middle school, like, okay, I have to do something meaningful. Like just when I was reading the Bible and just realizing like, it's telling you to go. Yeah. Um, and then when I was in high school, I actually had a, a Bible teacher, Steve Winkle, and he said, you know, the Bible's pretty clear in saying like, it's telling you to go. So you need to be a hundred percent convinced that you need to stay because mm. otherwise it says to go. And I really took that to heart. Yeah. Um, and so I had actually wanted to be a nurse. Hmm. Um, or, I mean, a medical doctor, but I realized like, that's not my skill yeah. set. I thought, okay, maybe I can be a nurse. Mm -hmm. I am at math and science it was <laughs> not gifting. Um, that's okay and so when I first signed up to go for that summer mission trip um, mm -hmm. with uh, world missions now resonate um, they had an option to go to Nigeria and it was like for people hmm. who wanted nurses and I was like oh that's it that's me I'm going there because yeah. it was like one of the first times in my life that I really felt like the Lord like spoke and was like you need to go on this mission trip yeah so I you know, I called them up and they said, okay, well, the deadline was yesterday, but like, you can still apply. So I filled out the application to go. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so confident, like I'm going to Nigeria for the summer. I'm going to be a nurse. And they called me back and they said, okay, you've been accepted, but you didn't write down which country you want to go to. Mm. And I said, oh, that's not a problem. I'm going to Nigeria. And they said, no, you can't, that program's filled, but can you go to Kazakhstan? Um, we need English mm. teachers. And I said, I don't think that's a real place. Like I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, I speak English. I guess I could teach English. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought like, well, Kazakhstan, that's probably like by Fiji. Like it's really probably tropical and nice. I did not realize it's the world's largest landlocked country. Um, oh. But it was in that summer, like teaching English in Kazakhstan that I really felt like I'm good at language. I have a gift for teaching. I have this call to ministry and this is where it comes together. Yeah. And that is what solidified it for me. So that's, yeah. I decided to not be a nurse, but to pursue English teaching because like, that's the way I can glorify God. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I think a lot of people tend to think of missions in a like nursing standpoint or like going and like construction worker stuff, stuff like that. So it's really cool that you weren't even thinking about doing this English and like teaching. And then because Nigeria was filled, you were able mm -hmm. to do this. And now you've been doing it for how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been an English teacher for, I think over 14 years now. Oh, wow. I think yeah. that's really cool to see how God just lined that up for you for that to happen. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. I always feel really thankful that God uses grammar nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not good at like English stuff at all. So there needs to be people out there teaching people how to do that. I could not. So <laughs> Power to you. I could not do that. Um, Brian, did you ever have any like call to missions or how has the adjustment been to this lifestyle? Um, so yeah, there was a period in my life where I, when I was doing uh, youth ministry at first prior, and then I thought about being a youth. Um, it was something that I considered. Someone's at the door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, and uh, uh, just didn't feel like that was the right area of my life to go into. And um, like I said, when we started dating and she started sharing stories about 
the work she was doing and things like that. Um, it just, it, it kind of opened my eyes to the possibility of it. Yeah. I don't think many people really think about being a missionary because it's not something that they have access to. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really know what it is. Like they have a, you know, it's like, oh, you go and you talk about Jesus, right? And you do that through building a house or you go that yeah. the church planter or yeah. like I said, being a doctor or whatever. Um, and just interacting with her and starting to interact with some of her friends, kind of seeing like, oh, this is something that's really accessible for every person. Yeah. You don't need to be especially trained, especially, you know, talented in a certain area of person to be able to go and do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's been a big transition, obviously, because I went from working full time to now not working full time in a yeah. sense. I would think I work actually more now than I did before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been really good because I enjoy relationship building and I enjoy yeah. like working with the students and that kind of stuff. And so that part of it, like I enjoyed that when I was in youth group as well, mm-hmm. you know, like you get to know kids and you get to see who they are and see how the Lord is working in them. And you get to experience some of that here too, as well. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know if I ever, if I felt specifically called to it at any point up until we started dating and then like my eyes were more open to the possibility of it at that yeah. point. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so the main thing that Aaron's doing is teaching, but outside of that together, you guys do a lot of like relationship building with the students, correct? Yeah. We have a lot of hospitality, especially, um, now with the war in Ukraine, like yeah. 30% of our students come from Ukraine. Wow. So they found themselves suddenly refugees. Yeah. Um, and because of this, like their parents would generally send them money once a month. Well, mm-hmm. their parents are suddenly unable to do this, which means they mm-hmm. are suddenly unable to afford food because it's really different here. Like okay. in the States, like you had a meal card, like you would just go to the cafeteria and swipe yeah. it. That's yeah. not how it works here. Like okay. students buy their groceries and they make their own food. Mm. Well, the cards don't work. There is no money. So one of the things we've been doing, I mean, throughout the year, but more so now is having students over for meals. Yeah. Um, to just have that feeling of a family. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of turned into more, more therapy sessions. for students. I bet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm. that's been one of the things we've done. Um, we also do like a lot of behind the scenes work. Like there's a big alpha gathering on okay. Monday night. Here. Um, cool. so we supply a lot of the baked goods for that, um, nice. because they, I mean, you can't have alpha or like a Bible study without. Yeah. It's, you need some yeah. kind of food or something. Yeah. So we have the, uh, the Brunson bakery behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> How cute. I bet the students really appreciate that too. Cause like you said, a lot of them have like things going on outside of their like schoolwork and stuff like that. So it's important to have those kind of relationships and people they can come to um, like for food or even just someone to talk to. I can't imagine like how hard it is for some of these students not knowing like, like are some of them right now not knowing like how their families are doing? Are they able to communicate with their families in Ukraine or not so much? Um, not everyone. Sometimes the, like the, some of the students we talk to, the, there'll be gaps. They'll say okay. like, you know, I talked to so-and-so and they weren't able to talk to their mom and dad for a week. And now they okay. can talk to them. And um, okay. some of them have siblings that are engaged mm. um, because it was basically like 
anybody, in the fighting. Anybody who um, mm. was of age was basically called into, into yeah. service. So mm -hmm. some of these kids have brothers and of that age, right? And so they're engaged mm -hmm. in yeah. that. Um, so, but there's also a fair amount who have grandparents who just physically aren't able to leave the cities that they're in. Yeah. And so because the grandparents aren't able to leave, like the parents are just staying with them. So like, yeah, it's like yeah. every morning in class, there's a girl that comes in and I ask her like, how are your parents? And she's like, well, they're in a Metro station. Hopefully wow. they're going to get out, you know? Yeah. And so that's, yeah. that's a weird way to start class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. We've, but we've developed a relationship with her. Mm -hmm. like throughout the semester so I think she feels comfortable like sharing this stuff yeah. with us um, yeah so that's been good to have that foundation yeah absolutely that probably is nice because you've been there for a few months and not a lot of these students know you at this point like I'm a, you would have students over before everything kind of went, oh, went yeah. so they already yeah. knew like these are people I can talk to and I can confide in and stuff like that so you yeah. have a relationship with them ahead of time yeah. Great. Um, well, you're staying there. Can you kind of give us just like a little bit of a day in a life for you two? What does it look like? You're teaching most days, but then like outside of that, like, what does it look like for you guys? Uh, well, so in the mornings I teach, I mean, after we get the boys up and have breakfast. So I go and teach um, and then I come back for lunch. Usually when I come back, then Brian and Josiah go out and do something throughout the campus. Okay. Um, a little bit because Josiah has a lot of energy that he yeah. has to <laughs> Yeah. Um, or even just going to the other building to do laundry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then we have lunch. Uh, generally in the afternoon, like I head back to the office or I have some meetings, um, the boys nap. And then in the afternoons, like we try to do something more as a family and then um, supper time generally having people over or now that the weather's nice being outside again which is great yeah. like Josiah yeah. is always meeting new friends yes <laughs> <laughs> and running around um, in January Brian did a lot of stuff with the January series from Calvin because okay. we we're a satellite location oh cool uh, this past week there was a peace conference here um, so Brian was really involved in that, like in the logistics of picking up the speakers and uh, transporting them to different locations throughout okay. town. Yeah. Um, so it really looks a little bit different depending on yeah. the events on campus. Yeah. In my day, my days are pretty consistent. It's kids get up, we have breakfast, play, and uh goes a little Monday, Wednesday, Friday, she goes a little earlier, Tuesdays and Thursdays, she goes a little later, but then uh, Ruben naps and I just interact with Josiah. And then we usually, like she said, we usually, weather permitting, we go outside for an hour, lunch, Josiah naps, and then Ruben goes a little later and then Josiah gets up and we just just play. And, you know, it's, it's really what you would think of as a traditional stay-at-home parent. Like for me, it's yeah. very much like, reading books, playing games, snack yeah. time, nap time, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, I mean, when I say boring, I don't mean boring in a bad way, but it's, my life is very routine, the same, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I do the same thing, you know, weekends are a little different because Aaron doesn't have quite as many obligations with class, so mm -hmm. we, if we go someplace, a lot of times we go to the mall, or if we go to the beach, or 
go to the grocery store, things like that. A lot, a lot of times that's on the weekend. Um, that's, so then, that's our big outing. We yes. go to the grocery store. So. Nice. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> yes. yes. So. Well, the grocery stores here have playgrounds. <gasps> that's so fun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that I bet the boys love that. Yeah. Yes. A lot of the restaurants do too. Yeah, um, the restaurants do too. So yeah, a lot of the restaurants do too. I uh, think yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, it's nice. So yeah, on Sunday we went, the weather was really nice. So we went to a park behind the grocery store. And yeah. So just go down the slide a whole bunch and play on the right swings. On the swing and even like Ruben <laughs> went on the swings and the slides. So that was nice. Fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. I thought of one question while you were talking, Brian. Is it kind of nice then since um you're so close to like the students on campus, since your days are kind of the same with the boys, is it nice to have like the students over like at night or whatever for dinner? Oh yeah. Like yeah, it's adult nice to conversations. Have... <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's nice to have uh, interaction with people other than just Josiah yeah. and, and Ruben. Um, and I, it, we have, so we live on campus and the building we live in basically like the bottom level is apartments. Mm-hmm. And so we know most of the people that are in the apartments around us. And so you see them on campus too, you know, you pass them by. And like I said, when we have them over for a meal occasionally, or they have us over for a meal. And so you, you, you build relationships with the, like the faculty and the staff too, yeah. which is, is nice because yeah. then you also have outlets to, again, have adult conversations and to yeah. learn about other people's lives and what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's something different is always welcome for me. Yeah, I bet <laughs> for sure. Great. Well, I have two more kind of missions questions for you, and then we'll get to some fun questions to wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. But our church that want to stay up to date with what you guys are doing. I know you post quite a bit on social media, Aaron, to kind of keep yeah. updated. Is there any other areas where people can stay up to date with you guys? Um, we send out email newsletters. Okay. Um, so if people, want to, if people want to sign up for that, they can um, email me um, or send me a message on Facebook. Um, we okay. have that Facebook group um Brunsings in the Baltics if they want to join that okay um yeah those are probably the best ways to yeah. keep up with us okay sounds good I just wanted to put out there so people can stay updated if they aren't in either of those groups yet mm-hmm. question I have for you guys um we would love to hear any specific stories that you have from the mission field about how you've seen God at work so since you guys have been there has there been any like cool stories or any like connections with the students that you feel like this was really cool to see God moving in this way. I think in, um, in the recent weeks, I've seen it a lot just in the start of the war in Ukraine. Um, like there was one of my students in particular, like he was kind of a goofball in class, like not the best behaved student. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I teach a required class. So I, I kind of understand when people don't love that 8.30 a.m. requirement. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Um, but it was when the war started, I had gone into the office to do some work and I was leaving and I was right behind him. And I just said, hey, how are you doing? And he just broke down crying mm. and he was just so upset. Um, and it was one of those situations where I was like, do you just need a hug? And so he was like, yeah, I just need a hug. And he basically like collapsed in my arms and I was like, okay, like just, just come to our home. Um, like we have coffee and cookies, like just, you know, so he came over and we were like, 
what do you need? Like, yeah. Do you, do you just need to cry? Do you need to talk? Like, do you want us to talk? Like, do you want a distraction? Like, do you need yeah. help? Like, what, yeah. what can we do to best support you? Mm-hmm. And um, he said, like, you know, I think the only thing we can do right now is pray. Mm. And so like, that's a student that we were able to pray with. And I think like, um, I've definitely seen him more, like he sought us out more on campus. Um, and so I think he is strengthening his faith in Mm. that. And I feel like we were just positioned to see that happen, Mm. um, rather than like, planting seeds but just like being there for that yeah um but then other students I can see like from their writing mm. that they are questioning like um what is truth so LCC is a Christian university and so they do have to take like intro to theology like mm. they have to learn about these Christian yeah. beliefs I see them in their writing starting to explore their own personal beliefs of like um, I had a student last semester and he decided to focus on spirituality because he thought spirituality was really nice. And then through that, helping him define like, okay, what really are your beliefs? Mm -hmm. Um, and while he would say that he's not a Christian and I would say at this point, (laughs) you know, seeing like, okay, he's open to having those discussions. He's open to learning more about this and so I feel like for people like that that's why we're here yeah to say okay like I can help ask the questions to prompt them further down that journey but then like you let the Holy Spirit do the rest yeah yeah that's really cool and I feel like that's a perfect example of like what you're doing because sometimes it's hard to think of like an English teacher as a missionary but I think that perfectly describes it you're able to see in their writing their growth and their own faith or even just having a relationship with them. Cause I know like, I loved a lot of my teachers. I no problem talking to them. So like, just cause they were there and someone to talk. Mm-hmm. To. So I think you showing that like you're intentional about what you're reading in their writing and stuff like that is mm-hmm. can go a long way. Yeah. Really cool. I think that gives a great picture. Cause sometimes I almost have a hard time picturing like what people are doing on their mission field, but that very well. So thank you yeah, for sharing that. English teaching as a mission is different from like church planting, you know? And so like, you know, I try to be really intentional in the content that I include in class so that we can find ways to think about worldview, like, yeah. Rather than just writing a definition essay, like define your world, you know, and think about things like, so. Yeah. And you try to emulate uh, in your interaction with them, you try to emulate what a Christian is too, in terms of behavior and language, um, in terms of how you, prioritize things like that like uh, you know they're young kids they a lot of them are away from home for the first time and so they do what young kids do and so you try to have conversations about uh like what's what's being responsible what's good time management things like that which generally don't you know kind of fall directly under the christian purview but the idea is is that you want them to grow up to be uh productive citizens in this world and yeah and that also includes living in the world as well right mm-hmm. uh, and i think that's an important thing to teach college students too is is what it means to be you know an adult yeah um, and be a christian adult is even better so yeah absolutely
Really cool. Well, thank you both for doing what you're doing over there. You're clearly making a big impact. Um, to wrap it up, I like to ask just some fun questions. I don't know if you had a chance to look over the Sammy six at the end of the question. So I think we'll do just a couple of them because um, Monica needs her computer back. I'm borrowing hers. <laughs> so the first one I would like to ask is what's the most interesting restaurant you've ever been to? That can be in Lithuania or any of the other countries you've served in. Any interesting restaurants you can remember? I, I think the street food I've had has been far more interesting. Really? I ate tarantula once. A tarantula? Yeah, tarantula in what? Cambodia. Interesting. Yeah, it tasted like a really stale garlicky Cheeto, but I did it. So interesting. It on a bus, not. That is wild. Did you, yeah. was it tarantula when you ate it? Yeah. Yeah, I still, I still tried it. Yeah. It was weird. I bet. Like a Cheeto? Yeah, it was like a really garlicky, stale Cheeto. I mean, it was like the legs, you know? Yeah, like, interesting. Kind of hairy. Oh, I don't think I mean, I that. Not something I crave. No, uh, but kind of cool to say that you've done that, actually. Yeah, I, I have eaten dog. Um, I did not know I was eating dog at the time. So oh. I know I just legit don't like that flavor. Oh, good. So does that count? Yeah, I would say yeah. yes. I think that's my most interesting answer I've had. From well, my- good. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, is coffee a big thing in Lithu- Lithuania? Or not so much? Um, there, there's a fair amount. So there isn't a Starbucks, which okay. is actually not super unusual, but a little unusual. Yeah. Um, but there are, there's, I think there's like three or four, what you'd call like coffee chains okay. in Alberta. Um, being the fact that it's, it's the third biggest city in Lithuania, it's a port city. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's got access to the beaches. It's actually very touristy, um, more so in the, in the spring, summer, fall than in the winter. Um, so that there's a fair amount of um, commercialized business in that. We have a, a coffee shop called Caffeine. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. Do you both I mean, like we, coffee? Yeah. We drink coffee? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We okay. need coffee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The so one of my questions I like to ask is what's your go-to coffee order? So what are both of yours? <laughs> um, I I don't know. I think we both drink it black. Um, okay. But, so she, she's, but uh, we also, like I did buy some coffee syrup here. Oh, like, nice. Flavored christmas like i got the gingerbread flavored coffee syrup just to make it so i guess yeah i don't i put some sometimes you add a little creamer and some gingerbread coffee syrup that's what yeah. i lived on during nice. christmas break but now i'm back to <sighs> regular old black coffee nice yeah I although would, yeah. i will say carrie witty brought us some flavored coffee so oh thanks, she did carrie. yeah she did yeah, so carrie. savor um, that nice yeah yeah, and when we lived in the states, we would get coffee from Shul and Ooh. toasted almond, just mm. drip toasted mm. almond was definitely my my favorite. I'm not super picky when it comes to coffee. Um, I'll drink basically anything. He drinks um, instant. I mean, yeah, oh, I, nice. yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> so, um, but when it comes to like a like a cup of coffee that I miss having, um, like that would that would be, you know, the coffee. Oh, like I don't, I don't, so they I'm have a flavored coffee that's almond at Shul? 
yeah toasted almond. toasted almond toasted almond, toasted almond. Okay. Almond. yeah so it's not like super almondy it's pretty mild but it, it's yeah. very rich and yeah i like it, so. nice it should be a coffee of the month at church i think yeah it should be in, i'll in suggest it yeah yeah <laughs> i'll suggest that make sure yeah, we make a note monica we would yes. like the toasted almond <laughs> we want to try the toasted almond coffee. i want to try that so i might have to go get some for myself yeah very good um my last two questions I have for you is what is your favorite thing to wear on your feet? Okay. Um, at Christmas time at Dick's Sporting Goods, they have these cozy cabin socks oh, and nice. they're like really thick and cozy socks. Yeah. I love those. Like I have to stock up every Christmas yes. because I wear them out. Like it does not matter if it's really hot out or not. Yeah. I wear well, them they out. sound kind of like a slipper then. Like they're just like yeah. socks that you could wear around like slippers. Mm-hmm. yes but they're like a year-round go-to for me nice yes. yeah up on those. yeah yeah i have a i have some rockwood just uh trying to think of what the lining is called it's just regular lining but they're like the gel insole or whatever slippers and i oh, i wear nice. them a lot because nice. uh we have it's concrete floor basically it's there's oh. a berber carpet on the top but it's it's pretty hard there's no carpet yeah. padding there's no, there's no padding oh, it's, the floor is very hard yeah and, we, we uh, have some protective rugs for the for the boys yeah, yeah that's good for them to play on mm-hmm. so yeah. i wear slippers i wear slippers a lot just because it helps to my feet to not get so yeah. old and gnarly so yeah. nice and my last one for you is what is your go-to nighttime snack Well, um, there's a grocery store here. It's kind of like Aldi. Okay. And they have these pretzels, like the kind of pretzels. It's like a baseball pretzel. Like, yeah, like a baseball pretzel. Oh, nice. Like, and yeah, like I mean, hard salt and. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So like as a special treat, like if we get out to that grocery store, because that one's kind of far away, like uh-huh. I like one of those pretzels. Yeah, nice. But that, uh, that's on occasion. Brian is more of a, a chips and salsa type of guy. Yeah, I like Ooh. chips and cheese um nice we we shred our own cheese because they don't really they don't really sell it i mean they sell bag cheese but it's very expensive for not very much so we we generally go to like a costco store and buy a block of cheese and shred it and bag it yeah. and freeze it and uh so i like corn chips with cheese um or like there's a one of the places sells like a like a it's not it's not queso because it's not spicy but it's like a cheese dip yeah like in the, with the chip in it like that i like nice. corn chips and that kind of stuff yeah for nice. a snack Night, so good nighttime snacks yeah great well thank you for taking time out of your evening tonight you just put the boys to bed correct yeah, yeah. so right so, after putting them to bed they're in bed yeah, they're not giving me bed. part of your evening to talk with me today um i hope you both have a great rest of your night yeah thank you thanks have a good day thank you